Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Yo, welcome back to the podcast. If you are listening on Apple, click that subscribe button on Spotify. Click that follow button. That's right. I say it at the beginning of the podcast now. Yo, psych. I know some of you motherfuckers weren't making it to the end. So I changed that shit up, yo. That's what the fuck the analytics have to teach us, you know. <laughs> Get them while they're still there. Yo, I'm sitting here today with my boy, Cliff Knight, back on the podcast. How are you, brother? Thanks I'm for coming pretty through. good, man. Thanks for having me back. It's... uh. Yeah, it's good to this. This feels like a normal thing, you know. I missed everything. This is like a back to normal type. This of thing. feels great for me. I have my yeah. last two podcasts were Zoom, so to have someone physically in the room, so much nicer, bro. I mean, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I think I had it and I beat it, so I think I'm fine. You I had COVID? I don't know, bro. I don't don't know. be fucking saying that, bro. <laughs> you explicitly said you didn't when I, I when know. I gave I you that pre podcast screening. I think I, I think I had it and then I beat it. I don't know. I'm kidding, man. I don't care. Like. <laughs> COVID, yeah, dude, I just went to uh, this physiotherapy place I got to go to. Yeah. And yes, they already have like their COVID screening, like a fucking form, you know, where yeah, you everybody, check this box and sign and confirm that you, you didn't have, have not COVID. left the country. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you get, do I have to bring There was one passport? box. Did you make eye contact with anyone who had yeah. suspected COVID? I'm like, damn, yo, I don't, yeah. I'm maybe, I'm not sure. It's like pink eye, man. <laughs> yeah, right? It'll spread quick. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, a lot of because we were moving in the middle of the lockdown, so like my moving date, which has been settled since like January, we knew we were moving okay. on this date. Yeah. And then we're in the middle of the move, and the very next day, they're like, "Oh, lock it all down." And we still had like a bunch of stuff at the other place. Did all your movers like honor it? Um, we only. Oh, did we, you did you did it yourself? We we got one mover. Okay. And they only came on the first date. Black dude. All the big shit. No, two uh, two brown guys. Oh yeah. And these were, are just like sm- oh, it's man. the small guys that are they the movers, were, they right? They're small dudes. They were pissed, man, because we locked in like a good price. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> we booked it like way back when. Yeah, yeah. And then because uh, we looked at everybody, we wanted to do a second date with the truck, and it was like double the price. And we're like, oh well, I guess we we're just got to all happen today. Yeah, we're yeah. just doing back and forth with our tiny car for two weeks. So, <laughs> do you have? Uh, did you have? people that come out and help you that everybody dodge you no. know everybody disappears no. when you gotta no. move you know well it, it was the <laughs> the building uh the, it was the building that had that fire so like we were moving which building back. is that what this building is a building a on parliament street that had a fire like two years ago you remember I, I was talking about this i did a big story um it was literally the day after i got back from edinburgh my whole apartment building had a fire on the ninth floor yeah and it damaged the whole electrical system so everyone what floor had were you on out. i was on the 17th floor i was fine yeah but it's just like we had to leave because there's no power there's no water so how does it work with insurance and like rent uh, and our insurance is fine they gave us back our rent um, was it one month you were out or how long dude we were out for 18 months holy fuck yeah. eight so you were we just so you never got came back. back. We we just got back. What do you mean you just got? So your apartment was furnished, but you weren't legally allowed to stay. We there. weren't allowed to go back. No, and they took everything out of the apartment. They put it into storage. They repainted the apartment. They were supposed to renovate, but all they did was repaint it, and then they brought us back. And they left all of our shit in the middle of the apartment. So we had to unpack all of that, in addition to all the new stuff that we had to buy at our new apartment. 
And we like, and then it was in the middle of COVID. So all this extra crap that we have, we can't sell any of it. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah, to buy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to. So we threw out, <laughs> we threw out something like 1,400 pounds of stuff. Holy shit. Yeah. Yo, 18 months, no one paid rent? At that place. For 18 months, it took him to fix the electrical system. Yeah. And no one's paying rent. How no, do you survive that? This is the, the fuck? I mean, it's a it's owned by this big corporation. You know, they've probably got like a sick insurance plan on that. But they, their insurance didn't take care of us. We had our own renter's insurance. And that's the only reason that we fucking survived at all. So what did renter's insurance give you in that scenario? Uh, they reimbursed us 80% for um, all the a lot of equipment that couldn't uh, equipment and like things like clothes and bed sheets that you can't keep after a fire because smoke damage oh okay but even though you're on the 17th floor there was no damage uh some of our stuff like it's just smoke damage is what it was and then some of the stuff is like and they reimbursed us some food they reimbursed because we had to stay in hotels for like a month yeah um what about the other 17 months uh dude (laughs) what'd you do for for that (laughs) a year and a half it was scrapping bro it was scrapping and then we stayed at uh we stayed at a friend's place for a little bit and then we finally managed to get our own place um yeah and we were just pay- we we're paying double the rent basically for a year so now you're back at the original place that burned yeah it's yeah. all cool it's f- okay it's a new rent or they're honoring that old uh, rent they're keeping oh we have a contract they're gotcha keeping us to our old rent okay yeah, they did the it's rent control they did the six percent increase or whatever but yeah so rent like, control yeah we're still you know paying half of what we were when we were up in uh greek town so good news, I guess. I hope it's pretty good news. It's just, uh, yeah, it was annoying that we had to do that in the middle of a lockdown. And now that we're all settled, like neither one of us can work in the same yeah. way at all. Yeah. <laughs> so Are you both collect good. and serve? Uh, I am. She has a separate like plan thing going on. Gotcha. She, yeah. Because yeah. the two serve household there. Ooh, Dude. you guys are getting. Ooh, you're getting takeout. You're getting Dude, sushi every right two now, days. I, I bought my first new computer. I've never bought a yeah, new exactly. computer. Bro, before. I'm paying my credit cards off. <laughs> Bro, I'm like almost debt free. Just dropping exactly. serve money just in. Drop I, serve in I had mad money in my visa. Yeah. And it's almost all gone from serve. Yeah, just that's for, all that that comedy living. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Same, well, same way. Remember, I went to Cali a couple months ago, yeah, before, yeah. right before COVID? That must have been expensive. I didn't have the money for it. Yeah, of course. It was a free flight, and I crashed on friends' places. So it was cheap. But when you do that, yeah. you drop money on restaurants. Because you like, you're like, oh, I didn't pay for the flight. I yeah. didn't pay for staying. You hop in Everything Uber. Is free. Yeah, Easy. exactly. <laughs> Ubering three times a day. Yeah. yeah. Every coffee two, three times. Did you Each do, coffee you is five, fifty, six. Like oh, that. I did yeah. shows. Mike's are, they, are they paid as well, like New York, or is it all free? Did I got paid. I got paid for some stuff. In San Francisco, I got hooked up. Oh, no. I mean, like in, in New LA? York, you have to pay to do the mic. Oh, no, 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 no. I never that. saw that in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Very Toronto-like. Like, if you saw Mike here in Toronto, that you're paying to get up. Yeah. You're like, this is in New York. Yeah, yeah, the yeah fuck this down. is in New York. Yeah, there's it. eight it, mics here that don't You only see that. I did, because I used to have my show at a poetry uh, venue for a while uh, the Poetry Jazz Cafe shout out um, <laughs> even though probably I don't do they exist though um, I think he's trying to come back He's he's got his own money so I, I don't I'm not wor- too worried about him word word okay um, but uh, they have a poetry open mic uh, that they do every couple of weeks people pay five to ten dollars to get on that stage for three minutes of poetry and I was blown away man when I, I came back some one New day York shit, it, it really is and I, you don't really see that anywhere in Toronto for poetry music comedy nothing you did Edinburgh. You're just talking, you did Edinburgh two years ago. Yeah, yeah. What? When you're in Edinburgh, you're running your own show. Yeah. Once or twice a day, 
and hopping on to other people's shows. Yeah. Are there mics or is it all just shows? It's uh, mostly shows. It's, uh, when I tried looking for the conventional mics, yeah. all of the venues that hold the mics currently have an Edinburgh show. Gotcha. Everything it. stops for that month. Pretty, yeah. Just for sure. Edinburgh's taken over gotcha. during the festival. Uh, but you'll get on some shows where just that feel like mics for God. sure. So, yeah. Oh, no one is there. They barely no, like yeah. barked it. There's a, few, uh, there's a few venues in the city that are just not good for foot traffic. Uh, you, know. you were telling me like yeah. there's a beaten path of like where the vast majority of like the the volume of tourists and all yeah. these people are and places then like, with like good food places with like a reputation and then yeah. there's some places that didn't participate in the festival until recently okay that are trying to build their they need reputation. a couple years yeah. for people to know it yeah and that's where you ran your show, right? Uh, one of yeah, those, this is my show. And where, yeah, because it was uh, the the like. Remember the, Diagon Alley and Harry Potter? It's that's not even there, bro. <laughs> Diagon Alley is popping. Yeah, no, off, was, off, off, yeah, like Diagon no, Alley, Nocturne Alley. Yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what um, I'm thinking. My venue was. I got a show over here. <laughs> Comedy. Yo, you know, what was the worst part. Uh, <laughs> it was like the festival expands every year in like size, right? But what I got was I got a hotel that wanted to finally be a venue and they have like a convention space in their basement okay and they're like yeah we're gonna hold comedy shows here right now or like any kind of show and it's right next to the stand in Edinburgh. it's right next to one of their bigger comedy clubs oh they have a stand too yeah, they just have like a stand. New York? yeah oh cool they have a stand just like london i guess london has well. a comedy yeah, store exactly. and... and so people would come and they would see me and yeah. I'd get them my flyer and they're assuming that my show is going to be at, at the, the stand, stand. <laughs> right? And so they show up there and I'm like, this is not that show, but I guess I'll stay here for that. You're like, no, 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 it's the laundry mat yeah. four blocks over. No, it's yeah. it's literally like there's one gate here and another gate. It's very easy to get, get confused. And okay, the stand okay. just looks like there's something there the and the hotel yeah. just looks like there's nothing there. It okay. looks like a private <laughs> yeah. residence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I barely got anybody in. Yeah, uh, like a yeah. peephole and shit. Right, like it's, I think someone lives dude, here, and yeah. you have to go down two floors and through so many doors. You have no, to go across a that. courtyard. People aren't doing that. Uh, it was a sixty-five seater, and I think my best day I had like twenty-five people, and I Damn. made like fifty pounds on my best day. Yeah, everyone's like, "You're gonna lose money. Your you're, first time in Edinburgh, oh, you're gonna lose money." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, cool." You know, I'm actually I dodged a bullet, bro. You know, I think I I said it on the podcast before. Me and Conrad and we submitted a show, but he got nicely rejected. Yeah, that's. Whoa. But then COVID hit, so yeah, look at you, so Edinburgh just, fucking yeah, that's a, that's association. A, that's a karma that's thing. That's what you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. denied greatness, and this is what happens. I, yeah, I, I I tell everybody to go to one of those big festivals, even if you if you get a chance. Like, even I went to JFL, and I paid for my producer pass. It's like an industry pass. Yeah, I saw the lanyard, right? Yeah, you get the lanyard. It's like $1,000 all in, because I bought mine late. I guess if you buy it early, it's like- You dropped a G feet. on that? Yeah, it, and it totally was worth it, man. Do you go backstage or- uh, No, you don't- Like in you green don't. rooms No, you don't get that. You don't get that. You get uh, you get access to all the parties. You get free drinks and food at all the parties. There's like five parties. This is at Montreal's, Montreal's right after- The big just for, so It's the pro- The gala? Week. It's the, yeah, the gala week. So once the galas are done, there's parties every night, which I, I think yeah. you told me it's all industry people, yeah. right? Yeah. So you having paid to get in there and not having performed, yeah. do, they, do you still have like 
do you still have like uh, cachet to speak with these people, or are if, they just kind of like you pay to get? I, I think you're so. not with media. I think or there's there's some people that because there are people who are just independent media. Like I saw there's a a girl from here in, in Toronto. She just does her own articles and she buys it every year and she just goes she interviews because she expenses it. Yeah, yeah, she talks to people and stuff like that. And a lot of them are just like, yeah, this is part of my job to come here and rub elbows with people that I have no idea who they are. Yeah, uh, I book some stuff from being there. Oh, legit. Yeah, is that even, the Boston? Is that how you got Boston? Yeah, I got Boston. Yeah. I had uh, I had some stuff in North Carolina that I didn't get to go to Chicago. You're a great networker, bro. Uh, this is my game because I realize I'm not You're that great. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched me cut nothing else but that. <laughs> Cliff Knight uh, confirms it on his own. Just soundbite. <laughs> section. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it was good because yeah, a, a lot. It's just like it's just like yeah, dealing with industry here at a certain level. Obviously, there's some people who are just like, "Oh, you're Canadian. I'm not gonna deal with you because there's no point." Um, what? Why? Because it they have to get you across the border. They have to take oh, liability yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. There's some, there's you got to be popping off. You really got to be. And if you're not on stage at a gala or something like that, or at a one of the shows, one of the, the homegrown or whatever, the new faces, people kind of like don't really know who you are. But there's a few people who are just like, yeah, you stood up and you talked to me like a real person for ten minutes, and you're asking for a spot at my club, and I put on live shows every single night you know 320 days a year yeah i can have you out to come do one show that's there are like some very reasonable there are some yeah. club owners and producers who are just like that dude that's sick yeah. what, what i want to ask is who was the the talent or who was it when you went that yeah. was getting swarmed by people um who killed like that new year? new talents new or exist i mean you know if like Chappelle is there or some Chappelle shit, was there Chappelle was, Chappelle there, was yeah. there he wasn't supposed to be there that's what he said that's what he does um, that's his whole MO right? yeah Neil Brennan was there was, uh, but besides the the unfounded people oh, the the, new faces. some of the people uh, one person that I met that I do remember was Rami Yusuf there that year I didn't see him no okay. I didn't know about him back then so I wasn't checking gotcha um, one person that I do remember uh, was James the third uh, he caught my eye because he's very that was his name his, his name he has like a long name and he goes by James the third he's in that show Astronomy Club I've never even heard of it. Um, it's like a sketch show. It's like a, one of those random sketch shows. What, right? what network? It's on uh, Netflix. Cool. Okay. Uh, and his comedy, he's like an improv style, very Chris Sandiford type guy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, so. yeah. Dude, and he was funny. I just stood and talked to him. He was, he was an interesting guy. Um, dude, when I went to LA, I ran into Chris Sandiford. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah. How That's, funny is that? Because I was... I was crashing at Seema Safari's place. Okay, yeah. And he was there because he was opening all weekend for Craig Robinson. Whoa. Who he met at Comedy yeah, Bar. Yeah, yeah, at Comedy Bar when he came. That's sick. That's actually fucking sick. That's what I'm I'm waiting for shit like that to happen consistently because it hardly ever happens to Canadians. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure part of uh, Chris's thing is he has representation too. Yeah, but right? he's super talented. For sure. So it's like, yeah, he's they, there. Where... There's that, but like, yeah, also going to both JF and Edinburgh, it matters, dude. Did he do Edinburgh? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, I okay. went and yeah, I spoke gotcha. to I spoke to a lot of people. Like I met Jimmy Carr's manager. Okay. Uh, and I and he's just a really like nice, quiet. He even guy. does one liners. No. Yeah. No, he's just he's just a regular dude, and he yeah. likes to eat poutine. You yeah. know, and uh, a lot of them are like, yeah, there's a lot of people that are super talented, but we need to navigate the legal space. And uh, mm. a lot of artists can't do that themselves and shouldn't. You shouldn't do that yourself. Oh, absolutely not, bro. Right? So I'm an engineer and I attempted to do that myself and, and was rejected at the border when I tried <laughs> to apply for a visa myself. Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> not just applying for visas, you know, dealing with things like distribution rights for your content. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, You're really going to fuck yourself up trying to like 
and independently and a, a, a lot of places it. will gladly just fuck you out of whatever you do but a lot of places are just like nah i don't need you coming back to sue me later i want you to have some representation before i deal with you not only does that say that you're legit but it also makes my job easier absolutely right so and i i had a nice long talk with a few industry people that were like yeah we'll take a chance and just bring you out we had to pay you under the table and some other places was like mm, if you're not across the border i can't touch you you know it's our company True. policy or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. so i get that uh, it's but a yeah. huge legal cost, uh, it is, and it's a huge time thing. Too. It's a it's a great time thing that yeah. they have to deal with you. They got to yeah. teach you everything. Now they're doing communication with you, and they can't. It, I don't want to say exploit you, but they can't use you for you know they can't mutual talk, financial gain. Yeah, they for can't a talk long time. about you yeah. as an asset. Yeah, they have to talk yeah, about yeah, you as a person, as a prospect, which is, is yeah, totally different thing. Is not worth it if you're in if if you're it's like saying patent pending all the time. Patent pending, you know what I mean? Yeah, is that exactly. patent pending? Uh, it was patent pending. Allegedly, yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, that, I I love that. Yeah, that uh, comics like when I saw uh, Nemiroff on Conan, like, and he killed it. Did you see that performance? I did. I did. So I had to, dude. Like, hey, he killed it. And Nick I was Nemiroff, like, he's uh, Nick a Toronto Nemiroff. comic and did Conan. It was such a risky performance, which is like his vibe. He, he did his alt stuff. It's super alt, and it's not something you ever see on TV. Um, much less, of course, from a Canadian. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Usually, Canadians have two vibes. We have angry white guy or like slightly dumb white guy is usually the, the Canadian, right? Uh, persona when it comes to stand-ups representation. If you look at like when they get on, we have guys like uh, Nathan McIntosh, mm. right? That's our that's our big claim to fame. Like right now, I'd say Nathan McIntosh and and K Trev. Okay, like as far as America is concerned. Yeah, right? as course, far, yeah, But then we have Mike Mainstream. Wilmot. And yeah, Mike Wilmot and then uh, Mike McDonald, of course, if you want to go old school. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Jim Carrey if you're going to go. If you go, go yeah, way yeah, old yeah. school. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of our next up guys really, uh, and I'm rooting for him, Sterling Scott, for sure. Oh, dude, you yeah. want to, bro, when I was, this is so funny, it's all connected. <laughs> when I was at LA, same thing. Yeah. Chris Sanford, run into him, we're talking, uh, hanging out with the guy a little bit. Craig Robinson paid him way more than... Yeah. He was supposed to make X, yeah. and Craig Robinson gave him 5X in his pocket. Holy on the side, shit. 4X, 4X. Yeah. Okay? Um, That's sick. And I think man. I've said the money before, but either way. Uh, I, dude, I'm at the comedy store. I'm walking into the original room, and it's Sterling Scott outside talking to some of the people, and I forget who he was. It was Sterling Scott, and uh, what's his name? Uh, he's a dark comic. He's white. He's one of Canada's top guys. He's older. Uh, white dude. Kind of looks like Eminem. What's his name? Fucking um, um, dark comic. Yeah. Fuck. I don't Jason know. Rouse. Okay. Oh, Rousey, Sterling Scott, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Rouse talking. And it looks like Eminem. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's connecting now. It's connecting. It's I connected, get it. Right? I get it. Jason Rouse, Sterling Scott talking on. I didn't even talk to them. I'm yeah. just like. I'm not like on a first name basis with them or anything. I've met them, but I'm just like, it's so funny. It's a weirdly small community. Yeah, it is. I love when that happens. Like when I went, I went to New York for a week and I was just bouncing around and I ran into Ryan Long had just moved there. Um, Gemma College at a, at a club there. or where'd you run into him at? Um, we were at was me and Anna Maria went to this like film festival thing to just like poke around. We were trying to shop the apartment two hundred five idea. Okay, and um, we did a little bit of networking. We got some interest from Comedy Central, but. 
they they weren't really on board with the idea of the improv comedy show on like a live improv comedy show. Oh, okay. Even though they want that Chappelle format, whose line's been a yeah. thing forever. Um, <laughs> you know. Oh well. It's well, it was, it was it was whose line style. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was it was a uh, it was a friend style improv show, right? And uh, and then we ran into Ryan doing something else. Uh, yeah, you just see, you know, random Toronto comics. It's there, cool you know? to see. You feel way more connected oh, than you dude, actually it are. It feels so good. Right? Yeah, yeah. You go there and name drop some people. That, yeah, that, right. That we here in Toronto are usually like, mm, I don't expect you to know who this is. You know, like even you'll go to Montreal and there are some like bomb Toronto comics that they won't know about and vice versa. Right. And so you cross the border and they know someone, you know, that feels like like you're in some sort of secret society a little bit. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And there's something about the comedy comedians there. I was talking to Nima just about this on the last episode. Comedians have to maintain a much higher level of um, of uh, humbleness and modesty than actors as actors progress in their in their um, career. Yeah. They get treated more and more like. Gods. You got to be larger than life. For you know what acting I mean? Because that's part of the job. But comedy, yeah. regardless of even if it, let's say this, Dave Mahesh, for example. Yeah. Huge personality. He made it out of Canada, got all the stuff. He's working in the States consistently. He's got won a Juno Award, yeah. right? Like, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm actually trying to have him on the podcast nice. once he's back in Toronto. But the point is, he came and did my show at Plus Time. When we did that show, we hit him up. Yeah. We're like, it's 10 bucks. Come do 10 minutes and they're like, I'm there. Yeah. I'm yeah. there. You know, you're not going to act. I feel like actors, once they hit a certain thing, they're like, eh, they have to gonna... keep their environments. You got to Their keep... environment has to uh, correspond yeah. with like where you proportionally you gotta are be in pushing, this You got to be pushing for elevation in acting. Yeah. But in comedy, you you, you got to be modest, yeah, like regardless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll do an open mic. Like how do, how do you deal with uh, with a little bit of that? Because like I've I've always had a little bit of trouble dealing with it with comedy was like someone offers you an opportunity and you know objectively you think about it and it's not really worth your time but like yeah just like you're saying you're just like no i gotta take it it's 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 almost like yeah you grab every opportunity that comes to you and you just yeah you keep it humble you keep it pushing but also like there's an overload you know at some point you oh, ever yeah, felt something yeah. like that oh 100 yeah. when it's like i'm not gonna name names but if someone's like come do my hour and a half out of town show i can't give you any gas money yeah it's seven minutes and there's almost never anybody any, at the any show audience, yeah um, for the for years i'd be like yeah yeah my my mo is to never say no mm-hmm. because everything i ever learned from comedians we got to be gung-ho we got to be obsessed you never know who you're gonna meet flower-eyed blah yeah. blah blah but at some point you're like yo i'm dropping 25 on gas mm. I could go and do this seven to ten there, but I got seven to ten two spots here tonight. Yeah, they're gonna be open mics, but they may have a better turnout than what this show is gonna have. Yeah, why spend all that time on the road? Or it's I could not- just stay home and film my own video or something. Exactly, like, do some research, do some writing. But I've really split my time up into like the day I'll do stuff, and the night I will like, I'll keep the night open for like truly stand up opportunities yeah but every now and then i'll take a gig like that like something that costs you money yeah you gotta go all the way out of the way the only reason i'll do it is because yo i haven't left toronto in a minute (laughs) yeah right now for sure you know i can't be doing like i've been doing book shows and mics in toronto for five weeks now i haven't left once i gotta leave yeah yeah and calibrate this and also even if you know what i mean to see if something costs me money yeah something works outside of the city exactly because we're talking once you leave outside of the city because i realize how like it's very different 
my when I went far up north yeah. with like uh, with like uh, um, you go to Peter Th- White Thunder Bay and Dylan Gott. No, I went to some like retirement area four oh, or five okay. hours up north. Yeah. Not that far. Not like crickets. Yeah. But I realized that a lot of my jokes are almost like trying to do like. I realize I'm really like a Chappelle wannabe. Yeah. I mean, that's who. You know, everybody like tries to be like the comic they love that uh, yeah. like in that beginning you uh, and then you slowly develop your own voice. Yeah, you find somebody that you're going to build off of. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like, yo, I'm really trying to make a smart point in this town where all they want they is wanna... for me to acknowledge that I'm the only black person in a hundred kilometers. And dude. I'm trying to make this layered like, <laughs> bro, man, at the end, I remember that. I bombed. Yo, yo, yo. It was dual, <laughs> it was dual headliners. Peter White, Dylan got, yeah. they're each doing 35 minutes. I'm hosting. At, off the top, 10 minutes, five between. Oh, I know where the show I is, bomb. actually. I know where the show I, is. I bomb hard. Yeah. And on the way driving back, I was like, I really thought, I was like, bringing the race stuff up mm-hmm. really felt like a layup. It felt like a cheap thing to do as if I was like, uh, if I was like going back into my clamshell. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like being like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to sh- sh- uh, pass yourself off as this comfortable thing for them. Yeah. And then. not uh, you, yeah. But it, but I have that in me, but I just thought that that was the weak thing to do in that moment. And mm. they're like, bro. And I bombed. Yeah. And they're like, bro, that's all they wanted. All they wanted yeah. was for you to comment that you're the only black person in the room. The yeah. only, like, all that stuff, what I thought was like, yo, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go for the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta go for the low hanging fruit, exactly. get the laughs going, and then bring them on board I, and I, hit them with your stuff. I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do this common stuff I, all I, the I, way. <laughs> Out here with these retired like, like, like Sudbury. Retar- it was just stupid amateur move. Dude, uh, I call it splashy But if you're in comedy. Toronto, yeah. the point is if you were in Toronto doing comedy nonstop all the time, yeah. that's what happens. You get you, desensitized. You got to yeah. leave the big cities yeah. to realize, yo, you're overcomplicating it. Yeah. Just be funny. Calm the fuck down. If your material's not working, ditch it and just go in live in the room. Dude, I had the exact experience uh i call it splashy jokes jokes that make a splash okay because it's like i don't know why i have this analogy about it you ever watch olympic diving there's no splash (laughs) and there's no splash yeah yeah that's the comedy that a lot of us want to get it that perfect and people who appreciate that precision they're gonna laugh at how smart you are how little splash there is how little splash there is that's a good analogy whereas if you go and you make an absolute fucking mess belly flop they want the belly flop that's funny (laughs) i i'm actually laughing at the thing i see not the thing that not the work that went into this you know what I mean? That's, That's so true. I was out there in the in the boonies, yeah. bumfuck Egypt. They don't even trying have trying to do the perfect dismount, yeah. and all they wanted to see was a cannonball. Was there? They wanted you know to see I mean? you fall. Cannonball. And you're com- and yet yeah, writing that line sometimes like yeah, when do I just fail and make it funny? You know what I mean? Versus when do I want to present a point and make it funny? And I I told yeah. that thing to uh, I told that to Paul Thompson as well. Yeah, and he told me the exact same thing. He's like. Bro, there are some dumbass jokes that it would shock you if I did them in Toronto, but they murder on the road. Yeah, yeah. And you got to realize the road is not Toronto. Yeah. When you are in Toronto, you are in Toronto. And so the only value I find in going to Hamilton or going to fucking Simcoe to do a show yeah. is to just be like, yo, is this shit funny yo, that I'm confident <laughs> about over there? I'm paying money to drive there. Yeah. 
It's uh, not a paying gig. I'm just trying to calibrate. Trying to go see what else is out there. You might see somebody that brings up. Like I'll I'll watch a lot of bad comedy, man. I'll oh. go to, I'll go to like mics here. Yeah. That you know, th- there's no such thing as a bad mic, but there's going to be mics where traditionally there's not a whole lot of value in performing here. I'll go there and I'll watch other people pull off their first set. Yeah. And it's terrible. And I will write tags for their bad jokes. And I, I'll sometimes I'll give it to them. Like if I know the person, I'll give them a tag. Just as like an exercise in your really, head. Really, just to be like, yeah. And sometimes one of those tags will will knock something out of the cobwebs for another joke of mine. That you have. Yeah. 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 It's just being creative. It, it, it loops up your whole creative process. Dude, one time I went to Buffalo and Buffalo's like uh, a lot of the like upper Buffalo, a lot of comedy there is black comedy. Okay. But like black American comedy. Yeah. Okay. Which, like chocolate rooms. Yeah. yeah <laughs> things like Donald Rawlings. Yeah. <laughs> would kill it. You know? Yeah. Right. The Donald and, Rawlings. And circuit. I thought I had it in the bag with like my, my Caribbean shit. Because you then, thought you were coming. I'm giving them that Nubian yo, eight yeah, minutes. That, and I'm yo, gonna kill. Yo, Nubian and they shit. were not feeling it at all. Because even at Nubian. Because it's Caribbean heavy in Toronto. Yeah. Not only that, but at Nubian, there's still, like you go to Nubian, there's still a heavy presence of white people and brown people. Depending yeah, on the night. Black. Some nights it's 80%. Some nights it really is 50-50. Some nights, right? Yeah. But there's still like, a, but this room was like, the only white person there is the bartender. Gotcha. Right? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was still trying to make And him, they went to prison. So yeah. they're like. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah I was tra- still trying to make him feel comfortable but the rest of the room was like what is this fucking you know weekend wannabe motherfucker coming here talking about jerk chicken what's what is jerk chicken crab lebs motherfucker that's what i want what, you know? <laughs> was it a club or was it just like a bar that uh, we went show? to one bar and then we went to a club the club received a lot of stuff different i did a different set at the club yeah okay. more formed jokes at the yeah. club but like the bar which is supposed to be like this romp room of comedy uh, and people were doing belly laughs for shit that's just funny. Yeah. Not yeah. jokes. Yeah, it's you more know? attitude. We were talking about this, too. Yeah. In the States, with yeah. black, you got you Your attitude has to be clear You got to bring it with day. your chest. Whatever. Yeah, yeah chest. exactly. And Whatever Nub- it is. Nubian teaches you a little bit how to do that. But they like the Toronto comedy palette still wants good jokes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why. And that's and, uh, to tie it back to my booing. The booing didn't <laughs> happen until well, you were there. That yeah, night, I was right? there. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the booing. The booing didn't happen until, until you gave my up. Until ch- I gave up. Yeah. Till the chest deflated. It was at the end when I was like... It wasn't your jokes. People were on board with your joke, but they were just like... The confidence was getting shaken. Yeah. like Because I was in this, my mindset, like, it's working. I'm, I'm <laughs> tricking them. And then, you know, and then as I'm thinking this, the space between like the setup tag, yeah. uh, the setup punch tag, and I, are growing. I've, I, yeah, tag. and I've watched you a lot. And I saw like, I think it was one part, like a middle <laughs> tag didn't get a laugh that it always did. And you like stumbled me. right on it, yeah, man. And yeah. I was like, no, keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, man, keep going. That seems was, so distant. That was like two I, yeah. years ago. I was watching from the comics corner because I yeah. took a little picture of yeah, you right yeah. there. I was watching the comics corner. And, and the same thing happened to me the first time I was on because I led with, I, I had like a grammar joke as my opener for the longest time. That Mufasa Lama like him joke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it, it'll kill in a smart room because of what it is. It's part pop culture and part religious sensitivity yeah right but mm, they don't care about that for your opener right and it and, has and, to be about you and it, yeah true honest yeah 
right off the you got to bring who you are not what you're saying and so after that joke got a little bit and i was like all right let's go back to some caribbean roots right here and yeah. I, I just pulled it off i had like a, i had an ace in the hole and then they liked me and i was like okay cool dude <laughs> i feel like i got knocked out by an opponent and i've just been trying to rebook another fight <laughs> round two try, yeah. i hit kenny up like six months ago yeah yeah, yeah. uh seven months ago obviously now like last november yeah. oh you know what it was I asked, I wanted to wait for one full year. Yeah. And that's what I did. Okay, yeah, So yeah, nothing happened, obviously, because he had like two, he did the 25th anniversary one, and yeah. then COVID hit. Yo, dude, and then I'm sure pissed. I'll do it when this, when it all starts back up I at was this so point. pissed. COVID hit, uh, the March Nubian was going to be the showcase. Yeah. And I was on that. Dude. And it was just like, fuck, because I was going to do Vancouver. I was on the for showcase that. for Yucks. Yeah. March 31st, I had a showcase fuck, for Yucks. Canceled. Man. Yeah, everything. Canceled. And I mean... Not to say that, you know, oh, COVID could have waited two weeks or something like that. And then we would have gotten something from those showcases because even people yeah. who are in the industry are getting nothing right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I still would have liked to do the show, get the video or whatever, have someone give you an okay, have people actually see you in that prime. Yeah. Because now I imagine all those schedules are out the window for everybody. You oh, know, 100%. For like the next year. Gone, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to rebook it. Comedy has to start fully, like it'll trickle in. But once the moment starts where it's like across the board, we're back up to speed. Everyone's mm -hmm. running their thing. Then three months after that, do I expect a possible reschedule? And that may even yeah, be that might that might be it. that might be really hopeful optimistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think because um, I'm doing a lot of online shows, a lot of online mics. There's a group all for mics for virtual. Mic. I did a mic in Australia a couple nights ago. Um, I can't do that virtual stuff, man. I can't bring myself to I do enjoy it. it, man. You I enjoy, enjoy it? it? Yeah, yeah. Because How do you get feedback? A lot. Of, like, if it's Zoom, people turn on their mic, and you can hear them laughing. But it, don't they have TV on in the background? Uh, like, usually, if the, host, if the host is good, the yeah. host will mute people who aren't, like, respectful okay. of So you that, can make right? it work, but it needs a lot of, like, involvement. It needs someone paying attention, yeah. really. And, I mean, that's what the host is supposed who to do. Who does comedy. Yeah, yeah, someone who, who understands. Yeah. Uh, I've seen I'm seeing a lot of people who are who I know are good at comedy doing pretty well on these, uh, with new material, with old material, whatever. But I'm also seeing a lot of people who are like, "Oh, this is my second set ever. This is the only way I could have tried comedy because you know I was nervous. I couldn't leave the house. I work. I have kids. Whatever. Whatever. Right. And some of them are good. Right. Some of them are good on the virtual show. Yeah. So now the question is, if you have six months to a year of virtual training and then you come back to the real mics, what's really going to translate? Exactly. To is it like is is three months of virtual training training equivalent to one in real life? Maybe like what's not. the conversion? Because I think uh, because we know a lot of the is work for any comedy, virtual help help. I think so. I think it is. Yeah, because if you're not overcoming stage fright at all, yeah, just imagine a year of cultivating stage your stage fright's the one thing. Waiting, a lot of comedy is about you waiting to get on the mic, waiting to even get in the room. Waiting yeah, to get there's on the two list. hours around of every five minute set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you have to work around. You know, the traveling that has to be done. All of those barriers when those come back into play, because we understand those. You know, just like you said, yeah, I'll drive two hours out of town to do a seven minute unpaid mic because I understand what's. It won't involved. be a mic. That'll be a show or something. Yeah, yeah to get up on stage. Yeah, because yeah. I understand what's involved and I understand what I'm getting out of that. Exactly. Right? value here whereas a lot of them won't know the difference and they'll it's going to be a sticker shock that it'd be like yeah i can't just do 10 shows in my city every week probably not man you probably will have to leave the city so a lot of these people they might be funny but are they going to do the work of being a comic which yeah. is different you know 
The only good thing though is like if you are doing virtual, if you're developing an act virtually, oh, you're getting an audience way faster. Is what not is. only that, but you are jumping in and out of so many different geographies. I'm assuming because yeah. it's online, there's no barrier. Yeah, that you can't really. You can do topical, but you can't do local level ever. You so have you to have to avoid. Really yeah, you have to really, really develop evergreen well, Americans universal get to stuff. Do, Americans get to do. You know, okay, within stuff. America, but you're yeah. saying Australia. Yeah, Australia. Uh, someone in Australia I, is watching this. One, New Zealand, I England, saw one America, from, uh, Sri Lanka, not Sri Lanka, Singapore. Yeah, because they have two clubs there that I was trying to go do, and that guy's running a virtual room. They're like, um, "What's the deal with the leader?" And then someone just, "Oh no, <laughs> dude, you can't." But Even I was, at his I was house, try, I was trying to go, and um, there's like a whole checklist of things that you need to be aware of before you go to somewhere like Singapore. Yeah, cannot, Singapore though is not that bad. It's not it's that Muslim, bad. so I feel like I just show up and be fine. It's, it's not it's not about how people are with you. It's about like the structure of the country. So like gum is banned. Oh yeah, I know about yeah. that. You spit gum out. It's like a fucking no, you, capital of yeah, exactly. You can't litter, uh, which is you know which great, is good, yeah, great. You know things like that. You know certain certain phrases, of course, are banned. Fuck know? the leader. Yeah, yeah, things like that. <laughs> what's with the, what's with inequality, guys? Yeah, gone. Right. So gone. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really think about. Uh, not just your content, but your attitude about things because you're invading their culture. You know, I th- I think about it like this. You're going somewhere. It is your job to understand what are going to be the cultural faux pas or anything that you might trigger. You know, I met this one comic. He's a, a Scottish comic and he, I met him in Edinburgh and he said he went to Malaysia to do a show. Okay. And he has this one joke. It's just like this kind of tubby white guy, right? He's this one joke where they call him the Winnie the Pooh of comedy. And uh, you wonder why? And then he raises his arms and that pulls his shirt up so you can see, you like, see his belly, see his belly yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. And he and got he's rushed. Like, he's like, I got arrested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got arrested in Malaysia for that. And I'm like, what was the charge? <laughs> like, was it easy to get it's out? A distant, no, well, it was, in, it was easy to get out because he had no idea, because he was com- a comedian, because he was a, a, a UK citizen. Like all the combination. All, all of the privileges yeah, came together yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to save him. Yeah. But it was just like, literally, you got so lucky, man. Like, That's yeah. so and, fucking And he funny. couldn't do any shows. He had to leave immediately, pretty much. And that was it. Yeah, dude. I used to, I used to work in uh, China just for a little bit. I would do open mics. Yeah. But like, all the... Uh, Communist topics were just off. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. They're off the <laughs> list. They're blacklit. There's like black. You don't really see how much privilege we have in Canada and America. That there really is. I could go on stage and be like, "Fuck Trump." And in fact, it's so hacky to say that at this yeah, point because it's, it's not so even a joke beaten. Anymore. Yeah, 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 it's so beaten to death. But there's really nothing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, especially with what's happening right now with Black Lives Matter protesting everything. Yeah. This is this is the time we need comedy the most. I think so. I think a lot of people are fine because most people are complaining. Oh, we can't joke about certain things. You can still bring those jokes. You can joke about it. Anything. The you can things, just do it well. You got to do it well. Uh, it's got to be a good joke. It can't just be technically a joke. It has to be. I think what people are looking for right now is comedy to bring awareness to the inequality is going to get praised more because it's more relevant. That's what comedy's always been. Exactly. You know. You know, shining light on the underdog or 
or the minority exactly. or the fucked up thing that we just walk by and don't look twice at in everyday life, posted, homeless people, whatever. I posted a, a thing on my Instagram. And normally what I do is I post a video every day. That's normally I post one video. That's all I do. I, I see you. I see yeah. you out there. You got on that TikTok and you going hard, trying boy. To, trying to think, trying to think. You're I, not I, following Cliff. Dude, I, I got it from you. That's what it is. Check me out. Cliff, he's so funny. You can find it. Um, and It'll I, be plugged at the bottom of the video. <laughs> you know this. It's been done. I posted a book that I read. I think I told you about this the last time I was on this podcast. It was uh, Baratunde Thurston's How to Be Black. Yeah, I think you right? did. Yeah. I, I told you. Exa- and the book... and. I like to find books and then reread them and find more context over time, right? That's I, how I deal with it. That's what I do with The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Season yeah. three to like nine. Yeah. You keep figuring stuff out. Yeah, you see more because now you already know everything that's coming and now you're able to plumb the depths of what you didn't understand. Yes, the first time. exactly. I posted that and I posted a link to it and I was just like, and a lot of people were like, is this a joke book? I'm like, it's written by a comedian, but it's not a joke. You should totally pick it up. You it's called How to Be Black? It. How to Be Black. Yeah, and it's if you have Kindle Unlimited or whatever, you can get it. Um, I think it's still in my Is bio. it like sarcastic or what's the tone No, no, no. It? It's, it's all it's really, informative? It's, yeah, it's very informative about uh, black experiences by these couple of comedians. There are some white people in there for perspective and context and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, but it is written by a comedian. It's written in a comedic style, Yeah. but it is very informative. I'll give it that. And uh, from that, I picked up another book, White Fragility. Um, and that one is more for white people. <laughs> that, yeah. White that, one, that, book is, that book is a book for white people, but it can also teach black people how and why is it so uncomfortable for white people to talk about race. Because they're never... Because undertones of guilt? Not only that, is the system is designed for them never to view themselves in a racial context. They never have to do that. They see yeah. themselves as normal and yes. everyone else as other. Yes. And even for us, even for me and you coming from a different place where we are normal, right? Because we have that. We have. Before yeah. you came here, there was no like, you're black, you're white. Not really. You're just Guyanese. You're yeah, Sudanese, exactly, right? Exactly. I'm a mixed Guyanese guy. That's kind of, that's the most racial that yeah, things yeah, yeah, got yeah. But life. I was Sudanese, Sudanese. So yeah. there was no race. There and then no I come race. here, it's you like, come, you're black. Yeah. And you're you you like, you're a you're certain like, oh, black. Yeah, 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 exactly. So now you got to find an identity within that. Yeah, exactly. White people never have to deal with that, um, at least in North America. Unless they go to Sudan or vice versa. And even then, they still, it's it's that same American thing. They go to a foreign place and they say, why are all these foreigners, why don't they speak English? You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I think if people have the, if people have the open mind to travel to another place, like you're thinking about like a fat Minnesota yeah, they, family yeah. going to Jamaica it's, and it's going true, out of or like Jamaica, they speak English, but like yeah, uh, but, but they don't understand them. That's yeah, the thing. but let's say even Sri Lanka or yeah. I don't know why the fuck they would, or Mexico. Yeah, they're speaking Spanish. Yeah. Like learn fucking English. Yeah, it's like no, that's not how that works. But people who don't non resorts white people who go to alone who go to oh yeah Guyana don't that go to Guyana fucking alone. here and there or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, Ghana is like first world. Now. Oh Ghana, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I said not Guyana, Ga- but yeah, 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 but Guyana's <laughs> fucked. But still, go to Ghana, go to, go to Ghana, whatever go to, South go to, Africa. Uh, fucking that's oh, weird. Dude. Actually, South Africa is a weird one. South Africa is <laughs> strange, but it's still developed, quote unquote. You know yeah, but I mean? I'm saying like. 
white people can't oh, have a weird mentality. Oh, for sure. Can you leave gotta, Toronto and go to South Africa, and it can still be they weird. They still work it but out. But if yeah. you go leave Sud- uh, la, Toronto and go to Khartoum, yeah, you can't be like, why aren't these people speaking English? Because people go like, what? How yeah. do you even? You can't even have that thought unless you're fucking. I don't know, dude. How gone you are to have that? This thought. is this is this is kind of off topic, but I used to work in an electronics store back in Guyana. And we had these three Ethiopian guys come in one time. They're trying to buy a phone. <laughs> and for whatever it is, Ethiopians will flex, man. They will flex. Like, if they have money, and, yeah. and the ones that I've met have had money, like yeah. serious <laughs> money back home, they will flex. They came to our store, and we're touting low prices, great service, and stuff like that. They're like, another store has the same thing across town for, like, $200 more. Why is theirs $200 more and yours is $200 less? And we're like, we just have a better price. And they're like, no, it must be a better product. And they leave. And they go over there and get it. My boy in that other store calls me up. He's like, did you guys send them here? And we're like, no. It's the same product? It's exactly this. It's precise. It was iPhones. And back home, oh, all, all these things, like anybody gets to charge whatever they want. It's gotcha. Very, it's it's, yeah, wild it's Wild West. west. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are like, no, it must be better. Yours must be fake. Dude, that's... That's hilarious. That's actually like a, a marketing thing I learned one time. Yeah. It's like premium pricing. Yeah. Premium pricing, man. Like one time. Uh, we were talking about the sales. There was phone. a case study that I, I saw one time where it's like uh, someone wanted to make, I forget if it was a vacuum cleaner or a boom box or whatever it was. Yeah. But anyways, they developed it. They assessed the market and saw that this is the tier of budget. This is the tier of standard. This Dude. is the tier of premium. If we price it here within the range, we'll sell the most. Yeah. And it didn't do well at all. Yeah. And then uh, like some consulting firm came in and was like, Dude, fuck that. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, we'll be here. And they just went and gave it three times that price yeah. of a clean like one ninety nine or something. Yeah. And it tripled the sales. You're explaining the the sales uh mentality of beats by Dre entirely. Okay, because exactly. The three ninety nine what we're wearing here, the M twenties, these are what, 70, 80 bucks, something 60, like that. 50, 999. There you go. It's the same frame, I'm assuming. Dude, like, and I did I used to be an, a huge audiophile. Okay. Like, like five years ago. Huge. And I did so much research and a lot of Beats by Dre is an old Sony driver technology that they put a nice shell on, it gets some marketing about it, and it's not really any better. It's tied In to something In some cases, it's cool. actually worse. Yeah. yeah, you tie it to another thing, you make it a status symbol, and something- It's like the Porsche designed phones. Yeah. Yo. You know about it. Like, that probably pisses or you the, off more the, than anything. The Samsung uh, premium phones, like the $2,000 crystal phones, you ever seen those? That's just for Asian, like, fucking diplomats yeah. and, like- yeah. Those the, never the sell in North made, America. That's always an Asia and Africa thing and for rich back people. Is, the back is gold emblazoned. Like you some, never yeah. see a person on Wall Street with that. No. That's always an overseas rich person thing. Yeah. The yeah, crystal, much, like uh, the Arabs and the Asians. My, fr- and my like friends that. who go to Dubai. Yeah, exactly. Told me about that. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like yeah. in other parts of the world, there's a premium, like jewel encrusted level of uh, tech. Yeah. That's cool. Jay Z's not gonna pull out an iPhone that has diamonds on. That's not cool. That's not a no, thing we do not, here. Not in North America. But no, yeah, but like, like an Audemars yeah. Piguet or like a, a Patek Philippe or something like yeah, some exactly. balling ass yeah. watch. That's, that's cool. That's what we want. Yeah. But the phone is gonna be a regular ass iPhone. Yeah. It won't have a case on it because he's Jay Z, <laughs> right? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it? exactly. That's our version of it. I got no insurance case. for my insurance. No, baby. <laughs> no case for the newest phone. That's no. the most flex. No. Our rich people always bag on me. People just because I have my phone with the that's a brick with the battery case, bro. This has just saved my life Look at so this much shit. over time. This? It's, Look at this. It's thick. It's this so is like thick, a yeah. fucking moleskin notebook. I don't know if you ever <laughs> held it. 200 pages. Room in there for a pen. 
dude, this is the thickest. Thing I love I've ever it, seen. man. I love it. It saved my life so many times because. Well, you got sh- well, you got shot right here in the thigh. <laughs> no, wait, wait, just here. like there's one time I was coming home on a bus from Boston, from that same Boston gig. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the bus, the point on the bus was broken, so I couldn't charge the phone. And I have two of these battery cases, and I just kept my phone alive the whole like 22 hours of this fucking bus ride was the only way I could do it. Was it a mega bus? It was Greyhound. I learned my fucking lesson. If if your if your bus ride is more than six hours, just take the plane, man. Just fucking take. The no, plane. no, no, no. See, San Francisco to L.A. Yeah, is an eight-hour bus ride. Really? I say that's the limit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That that one was just. Uh, maybe and it's just you, Greyhound. It, it was just so bad. Twenty-two man. hours is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I would never consider anything over. Well, it was supposed to be sixteen hours, and the bus broke down twice. And yeah. then we had a huge delay, and I was stuck in uh, not Syracuse, Iverness or something oh, in New York. Worse. That sounds like yeah, like that's no, like a suburb of Syracuse. Yeah, there was shit. nothing. You had the bus station, which was closed, by yeah. the way, and then a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts and the Tim Hortons were inside. They had a Tim Hortons. Oh, that's because near the you, border. You go outside, and there's nothing. Yeah, it's barren. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could. Fucking, uh, it was just like I just went was, to Kingston yeah. two days ago. It's exact same <laughs> yeah, thing, dude. Kingston. Exact same. When you see Kingston from that other highway, you see the whole city like, yeah oh, i didn't see yeah. it but the, we went to queen though yeah there's there's a there's a highway that's like a little higher up you can kind of see the whole city like encased a little bit kind of like so broad cute. view like in toronto huh? yeah in you, that can, broad like, view you can see, see over and you can kind of see the whole city like just what it is and you're like yeah the city's three streets and that's what it is you know yeah it was <laughs> fucking we drove by the via rail like station and then it was barren around yeah i was like it's, that blows my mind because uh i'm not used to that kind of space you know, like in Guyana, we have that kind of space, but it's just because there's nothing there. But like, you'll have a ton of space, and then you have a mini development right here in Canada, and then a ton of space, and nothing's happening. You know what I mean? Like when I I drove up to Thunder Bay, which was like a 17 hour drive. Yeah, right. I just, yeah, fly, bro. Um, just that fly, I, bro. it was a beautiful drive. I'll tell you that though. I've actually heard that. Yeah, yeah it is a beautiful drive. We it. drove because we just got the car. I took my fiance. She had family there. And, and we wanted the car while we were there. So we're like, yeah, we'll drive. And it was nice. It was really nice. Cool. But there was just stretches, man, that was just... And our car is not powerful enough to make it up some of those hills, too. Like on the a certain gear, I had to gear down. Uh, you go yeah, down you put on second, that low, you boy. You put on that low in that second gear. And, then, and I was like scared, man, because I was like, we break down out here. There's nothing. There's no cell service. Nobody's driving by. There's one porta potty in the woods somewhere. Yeah, that's about it. We passed a diner three hours ago. You know, like yeah. we're fucked. And I mean, uh, you're fine, but <laughs> lady, yeah, yeah, she's not gonna have a good time. And uh, and and we made it to Thunder Bay, and then people were like, "Yeah, there's like another twelve hours north that you can go <laughs> in Canada and still be in Canada." Oh, that's like the fucking still be Hudson in, Bay, still be like in Ontario. Island. Yeah, but they're like, "Yeah, people live up there. People are there." Yeah. That's like right under none of it or some yeah, shit like yeah, that, right? None of it's uh, the other side, but like, yeah, that's what's happening here in Canada. We have so much land space, and we're all congregated here, you know, hugging America, basically. Dude, you know, you know that bit I do about the Sudan? Yeah, I was just thinking that's how you know fucked up Yukon is because the, <laughs> the Yukon. No, no, dude, I I did the exact bit. Where it was just like uh, my Caribbean friends and family always ask me how cold it is. And I'm like, mm, Toronto's cold, but you don't understand how cold Canada is generally. Yeah. Canada's so cold, there's some parts they didn't name properly. Because they were like, this is going to be territory one. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get back to territory. It's so Once cold. Once we get a reading. Because <laughs> if you name it, somebody has to go put up a sign. No yeah, one right? To, no one wants to do that. What's funny, when you look, if you put up Canada, like a map of North America, 
and the lines between Canada and uh, the states. Yeah. You see how ri- how low Toronto really yeah. is. Yeah. Southwest Ontario, it's amongst the lowest section of all of Canada. Yeah. Is Toronto, yeah. right? Yeah. It's Midwest. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much middle, Detroit. It's the, it's yeah. Exactly. America, I don't know if it's yeah. latitude or longitude is the no, dude. Is the I, one I, parallel to the, the equator. The, the final tag on that bit. Sorry, I gotta finish it. The final tag on that bit was just like it's so cold up there in Canada. They don't even collect taxes from those guys. That's how fucking cold <laughs> it is. <Yeah. laughs> they don't even bother. They don't want the money. Zip code is just like. <laughs> Four. <laughs> the zip like code? Four. No, yeah. the zip code is 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 uh, in degrees. Yeah, right. it's just like <laughs> it's negative hundred. We yeah. will not be auditing or yeah. pursuing this no, matter. That's fine. Uh, it, it's not in the budget for CRA this year. There's a part of uh, I just listened to this on a podcast. There's a part of Canada that was bought up by a cereal company and given away in a like box top sweepstakes, like back in the forties. They bought up like thirty acres of Canadian land, and like way up north. Yeah, and we're giving it away. To like Americans for uh, I think it was Kellogg's. It was it was one of the cereal companies. It was just giving away like land, one, one square inch of Canadian land. That's so stock. funny. Yeah. And now what? Are the I don't even have a, a game in a cereal, and I don't know how long. What do you get? Like a little model plane? What are you getting? Do you, uh, they don't put anything no no they don't put anything inside because it's unsanitary. It's post nine eleven now. now. Uh, yeah. yeah. And post COVID. Yeah. Nine eleven yeah. and COVID. Nothing. All is you cool, get bro. now you get logins to stuff online because I remember the last thing I got was uh, I got a uh, Hot Wheels Pro promo code for a car in the it's always an online thing it's an online thing i mean that's the safest way to do it truly and that's what kids want anyway i want a thing that's what kids want these days i know but i want a thing yeah i I love the kinder egg stuff where you like assemble the toy yourself but i I haven't had that in a minute yeah dude (laughs) i gotta ask you we gotta talk about it what are you what are your thoughts on what's going on dude right now i mean we touched on a little little bit right now because like first of all what do you think about that uh, oh, this is actually interesting. The uh, Chauvin, what's his name? The killer? Yeah. yeah. Robert or uh, Daniel? Derek. Derek. Derek Chauvin. Yeah. So he is now upgraded to second degree murder. And the other guys got charged with, they didn't say what. Yeah, imbe- aiding and embedding or something it, like that. They're, yeah. char- they're arrested and charged. But I was all mad on my gram saying like, yo, this guy needs to get first degree. This guy needs to get first degree. Because um, yeah. he does. Because yeah. he just killed in cold blood. I think the big difference is first degree. But someone reached yeah. out to me, uh, Jameson O'Donnell. Yeah. And he was like, bro, apparently second degree is way second easier to is, convict. Is easier to, and that's the it's thing. It's way easier to wrap this thing up. With, with the American de- justice system, man. Because I, uh, I, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts where they take down stuff like systems that are created to convict people. Um, and some of it is so serpentine that like, yeah, what sounds better and what sounds more fair doesn't end up working out in, in terms of like, how, like, yeah, this whole second yeah, degree. The lawyers, thing, we got to yeah. play it in a way that, to get maximum jail, but that may not yeah. as doing like to get this person the harshest sentence yeah. in the least amount of time. It may not be giving him first degree. It's, it's it may like, not be get, charging him with the truth. Yeah, it's, it's like when drug dealers get charged with tax evasion. Yeah, you know, right? Something to take them down. That's right? the yeah. big crime. It's just like, yeah, we got to take them down for this. Because we can't prove in, any of that To stuff. get them in the system yeah. and stuff like that. That's kind of what's happening. Um, I mean, I watched a video. Some people keep sending me stuff about how that video is fake and George Floyd is still alive and all this deep state George Soros type stuff. I did not hear that take (laughs) on it. But now that 
I've heard that take on it. I'm yeah. 100% sure that Tupac is dead. <laughs> yeah. now, I guess <laughs> no matter who dies, yeah. how clear the evidence is, yeah. there's a group of people in this world that, that who will always say. believe the yeah. per, that it's a fake, that something the, is the fake big, and the, the big person thing still that, alive. Uh, I was trying to do a little bit of research on because someone, like people will jump in my inbox all the time and I kind of welcome it because I want it. Uh, sometimes people will come with ignorant shit though. Uh, this one person was like, it's kind of funny how all these riots are happening in the middle of the Obama trial that's happening right now. Like, that's what's actually happening. He, he Obama's on trial? It's not Obama. It's his administration that's going through an investigation or something like that. And they're actually sifting through more of Hillary's emails. Like, it's a lot of that type of stuff. So I'm doing some research on what that actually means. And nobody's, of course, there's not a lot of information because the media is caught up in this. So I'm like, mm, I could see that. But this also definitely needs to happen, though. So I'm going to trade him off. <laughs> you know what I mean? As as a person of color in North America, I'm going to trade him off. Yeah. For sure. It's crazy how most of Trump's communication and tweeting and all that stuff is so clearly anti-black oh, people. Dude. It, and it's, it's so... Clear, it's like he's so clearly... With just the the mass whites, yeah, like in the text, there's you know, a, these are these thugs are doing this. Like he's not uh, like there's a there's a thing. Uh, remember Roger Stone, one of his like correspondents or Mark who's like PR in prison guys. now. Yeah, he's <laughs> in prison now. Roger Stone has a long career of doing exactly this sort of like uh, media gaslighting, is what I call it. It was just like telling a clear lie like provable instantly provable and standing behind it and that just conf that sends everybody crazy you know because people are like mad they're like you're clearly lying he's like am i you know yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. my opinion they're pulling that old white guy move where it's uh i cannot re recollect yeah yeah I, like I, I did you not, watch the epstein documentary no no i'm staying away for it for now for right now i'm so prince it space, yeah one of the princes prince charles or prince alex or whatever the yeah, fuck that like philip i think prince philip that yeah. was involved in the whole thing yeah bro they interview him they're showing him the picture of the girl that he raped and like epstein's w girlfriend who lined everything up epstein's girlfriend lined everything oh, shit. She's up the pimp, eh? she lined everything up and yeah. she's just out there denying all allegations because yeah. the yeah. system is fucked like that uh, yeah if she was a black chick it, epstein couldn't have been black with a black chick you yeah know? they were been <laughs> fucked a long time <laughs> no, ago. exactly but she just did not and dude this guy he's they're holding the interview is like is that you? It's like it appears to be. It's like where? Why were you there? It's like I, I cannot recall. I do not have any yeah, memory. Yeah. And of they have this. no. And they they're have just no evidence playing. Beyond that. Exactly. Yeah. They're just like it's her story versus his at it's this point. It's the playbook, man. It's the play. There's a. There's I a cannot recall why I I was there. Yeah. I mean, the picture is clearly me. I but. I did. I can tell you one Yo, thing. I did not have sexual relations the, with her. The the one thing that gets me so much is like I don't know. I go a lot of places. Yeah. I meet a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I shake a lot of hands. I take a lot of pictures. I can't remember them all. You know that sort of. And I'm just like, wow, this. But we already know there's no cap on someone being a piece of shit. There's no cap that they're a piece of shit. But there's no capacity. There's no set capacity, on like Roger Stone's whole playbook is, is create confusion and then deny he he like denies that he ever said stuff that they have on camera that's what trump's doing right now yeah exactly some, that's the thing and, and there's a whole subreddit it's on camera yeah there's a whole subreddit <laughs> that called trump criticizes trump where it's tweets from him during the obama administration and then they pull it to him doing exactly that thing right now that he's criticizing and it's just like he's like nah that's not me I never said that. Just you like, can fake these things on the internet, you know? And like lining up contradictions, right? Yeah. Because Trump will say what, is, what, what's, what needs to be said. Wild out-of-pocket shit. 
Yeah, what what needs to be said? What no. needs to be, whatever in that moment is. Of course, he's going to oh, yeah. stand pro police. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are talking about why are politicians standing behind uh, police departments and police unions? Is because because the fifteen years they put in to get to the point where they all because they're all trying. They think, all have like their own little. Think levels. about it like this though. This uh, this is the political because I worked in not in politics. So I worked in politic administration for a little election. It sounds administration. like the same. Yeah, it's not, but it's close. Is politicians need help from unions because a union could have fifteen thousand people. Oh right, right. So that's and like, if you get of knocking all, on fifteen thousand doors. Yeah, you, knock you on just one. get one endorsement from the head of that union, and you have those fifteen thousand guys plus their wives plus their kids plus their brothers all on board with you exactly. right away right that's how you get elected and then of course those groups are going to uh, the police are all unionized those, those groups are going to donate to you so you'll be able to allocate parts of the budget to them to them yeah, yeah. it's scratch my back scratch your back it's yeah. all of the is like that but it's crazy the level that this brotherhood thing goes to like the time it took for us to actually arrest this guy, we had to sh- the oh man, the, the amount video, of time there had to be an outcry. The amount of time because it's all them protecting. There's such a precedent for them protecting their own, yeah. That it could just be blatant it's acts of murder and it's blatant, automatic. just the most crazy thing on video and just like the benefit. Like, do you know the coroner's report that, from the county? Oh, dude, said I saw nothing that. about ex- asphyxiation. Yeah, they, they didn't even mention that there was because uh, there was no bruise on the back yeah, of his neck. It couldn't li- be that bad. Yeah, they're lining it up to dismiss. Yeah, they're, they're all lining and, it up. Everybody course, plays their part. Such course, as the, the cor- cop walks. The coroner's office gets their money from the you know the administration. Yeah. yeah, like it's all tied together. Yeah, they didn't bring it up once, and then an independent one was like, "Yeah, this, uh, he died of asphyxiation." It's yeah. pretty clear. I mean, there's a video of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would kill most people. How do you how do you take that to how can you take that to a jury and and, and have that guy walk out? He can't walk out, but he's he's gonna no, go to he's, prison. He's gonna die in prison. That's what's gonna happen. Let's hope, uh, bro. He's like. Uh, well, this is if he gets other, acquitted, it'll be like some this, war this scenario. Is, this is, is the happen. other thing, though, is uh, when you talk about prison, because the prison system isn't set up to be fair at all. It's set He'll up. He'll go to, to a be, cop one because he's set a up cop. to be subjective. Particularly, he's he, not only. It's not even about him. It's not even about him. It's about the system designed to make sure that whoever can force what outcome based on what. It's not about the truth. It's about subjectiveness. Is it because uh, if you do law? A lot of laws are open to interpretation. Yeah, it's because, the point of a lawyer. Right, it's about the lawyer. Right, it's about the point of view of the lawyer and the point of view of the judge and then whatever they can make you see. Do you ever watch this documentary on Netflix, uh, How to Fix a Drug Scandal? No. Um, it's about uh, two drug labs in Boston, I think, or in the New Hampshire area, something like that. And the techs, one of the techs, she was getting high on meth every day. She was stealing meth from the, from the seized... Uh, like meths that's seized out in the street. She's yeah. stealing meth from that. She's testing stuff. This is a, stuff. a tech. This is one of the lab techs. She tested over 30,000 samples. And they're like, all of these samples, all of her testimony has to be thrown out because she was just lying up and down, like a lot. And then another girl, uh, she was not testing any of the samples. She was just coming in with the police report says, we think it's this. And she would just say, yeah, it is. And she would never test it. She just put it into evidence. And there's like... They're like, we have no idea how many things she tested, how many stuff she lied. How many people are, the the amount of accumulated years of sentences are a result of her just Uh, trying to avoid paperwork and 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 like her job. We can't throw all of this back out. It's just like like the system is designed to be barbed. It's designed to be a a one-way valve. Uh, There's this thing about this guy who was in prison 
and the actual killer came forward, was convicted, went to prison, and they didn't clear this guy. This guy still spent another 10 years in prison, even though they knew. Actually? Yeah, even though they totally knew that he did not do it. But they're just like, it's not designed. You're already here. There's no mecha- there's no mechanism set up for us to s- just clear your name. We can't just say sorry and take you back. The system Ten more them. years he yeah. stayed? Yeah. Black dude, I'm assuming? Yeah, of course. And then at the end, they gave him like $80,000 in his like little uh, I lawsuit. Think it was, I think it was more than that. Yeah, just it's because, always like, a lot. It, it went public. Yeah, is yeah. The, is the thing. It'll and, be like, yeah. even, if it's a mil- even if it's $10 million, yeah, bro. Yeah, who cares? What did he do before the 10? Before that guy yeah. came forward? Uh I can't remember. It was it was because I've seen like, stories of no, people it was something like, in in like sixteen yeah. plus years. No, yeah, it was, it was something like DNA wasn't big then, so it's like in I think the this 80s. might have been the same story. It may, maybe. Yeah, yeah. what well, he did twenty plus years, something like that. And yeah, it got to, like one point five million total. Or something like yeah, there's that. a there's a movie about it, I believe. That's and, fucked. And to me, that's that's just that's systemic. That's proof yeah, of the yeah, systemic. Yeah, that's like slavery. Right if that's yeah. not that's straight up slavery. That's yeah. debtor's prison without the debt. You know what I mean? And uh, whenever I see stuff like that, I'm always like, but you guys know this is wrong, but everyone's just doing their job. You know, it's it's that beginning of fascism, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Where people are like, no, this is what I was told to do. Um, it's legal, so I'm going to do it. I'm a good person, so therefore I cannot be part of this evil mechanism. Yeah, but the commu- the accumulative uselessness of these people yeah. lead to someone at the end of the trail getting r- not just Not just one person, but like entire communities. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you, we're talking about, if we're talking about like legal defenders and the number of cases Dude, they have and the whole system, how they don't. The get- wire fucked me up so much, man. Did they show that in the wire? Uh, they showed some of that. Just to, I mean, they tried to paint all the cops in the like this good light but they're all because Baltimore police force is the worst in the state they're all striving to do something as part of their job and they're all trying to get something out of it to get somebody off their back and that other person has a boss who's some like that's when I thought about it in this layered sense it started to make more sense why so so much of the justice system and the police departments are the way they are is because because people treat it like a nine to five yeah because it's it's set up capitalistically yeah almost yeah people run it like a business you yeah. know what i mean just how you would be doing like There's no compassion involved just like dunder mifflin but at the <laughs> instead of selling paper your yeah. your your whole business is like yeah there's prison related there's like some pushback like, against brooklyn 99 right now man oh it's no like way because people are like yeah, they're showing cops in like this goofy light uh they should probably they should uh write a new season where they all get fired and yeah. they all end up working at a 99 cent store and so they never have to change the name of the show that's hilarious that's a bit that's a bit <laughs> that's you're a bit right no, I saw that online I'm like that's brilliant but I'm like cause we've had bro I feel yeah. like last two episodes I defended cops to some degree yeah I was like not all cops are bad not all cops are bad, I get right? That. And now you got videos surfacing left and right of like yeah. cops doing like like hugging the protesters. I, but you get there's so many videos. I don't, I don't videos. think the cops are bad as people. No, I no, think no. The as cops a group, are bad as, as a, an organization, as a, as a mentality as, in yes. the group when they as go out mindset. to ri- uh, yeah. as like an anti riot effort. Yeah. And they're in a straight up gang mentality. Yeah. That shit's just violent as fuck. Yeah. I, I'm, did you watch that video of them pushing down that old dude, white dude? That one was He's just bleeding from the he head or the ear. He was trying to return, return the helmet. helmet, and I was like. You guys can clearly see that. I know, and he's white hair, and he's got a mask, and he's a frail old dude, and they just push him, and the one dude had a little bit of remorse, and he kind of looked down, and he just kept walking. And then they're like, like, no, 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 do not engage. They're like, no, you don't help him. I'm going to call someone to come help him. How is that part of your mandate? Yeah, exactly. Is that protect and serve? Right, yeah, you have to, uh, like that one, you have to um, uh, provide aid. 
Yeah. When you assess that someone requires aid, but like based on police training, you have to provide. But yeah. maybe riot mode is some weird war but engagement here's, rules. Here's my because uh, I had a uh, Toronto comic hop into one of my statuses talking about you guys. Oh, uh, if the police were gone, there was nothing for you to complain about. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm like, no one's calling for you an end to the idea of authority in a city people are calling to an end for an end to the militarization of a police force that's it's we have an occupying force right now these guys all have huge guns they get they're getting riot gear in vans and buses but we couldn't even get masks for the hospital a couple of weeks right. ago right britain has no guns they have a friendly police uh, system they have way less deaths they have similar crime just the way they approach crime in europe is very different yeah. too like i noticed it in uh in but um, america is all about that straight to prison man it's all yeah. about prison america is all about Amer like i was saying this before the american cop cars yeah dark oh yeah yeah dark they hide in the night they want to catch you when you don't know they're around yeah. you know what i mean it they want to sneak up on you when you think you're not being watched in europe the cop cars fluorescent yeah you see them from a it distance, so a you stop fucking around. Light, yeah, it's just a psychology, a totally different psychology. Here, yeah. they want to get you. Yeah, they, they, they want wanna, a motherfucker to go you. down. Yeah. There, they want to be like, "Hey, we're here. Yeah. Behave." Yeah, here it's like, "Get them." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. in the sneak night, up, sneak up on you, sneak yeah. up on you. Like yeah. you know, it's fucked. And they don't realize that they are furthering the efforts of crime by doing this because criminals got to stay one, like, head, one step ahead of you. They got to. It's like criminalizing all the drugs. Like look at it, like yeah. uh, the Netherlands. You yeah, know what I mean? It, there's a huge yeah. period where it's gonna go weird yeah. for let's say a decade. But like when you go to Amsterdam, the teens they're not like weed, weed. Yeah, no one's meth, no, one no one's doing that it's here. It's been so long. Yeah, that those things are all accessible. No, that no, no one cares. People like people don't care. Like if alcohol, the drinking age got dropped to 17 in Canada, yeah. there'd be a lot of fucking alcohol poisoning cases yeah. and stuff for a decade, five years, whatever you want to call it. And then the equilibrium but shifts back. But here's the thing. What would we do if we dropped the age and we took some of that money from the cops who are spending Drop so much time? If we dropped that, that drinking age, right, yeah. to 17, and we took a lot of that money from the cops, what could you then do? You could put a lot of money into the social programs that help people that deal with alcoholism. Right, and now you have a structure for that program to help people throughout their life. It, it, we were talking about. Um, I was talking to my friend about Portugal, and they're like, "Oh, really? All drugs are legal?" I'm like, yes. And the people who do have a problem just seek Get help. aid. Yeah, they, seek they help. have it. They don't that, just go to prison that with same like withdrawal. Girl, that yeah. same girl in uh, the lab tech. She was getting addicted to meth because she wanted to do her job because her manager was on her back. That's why she started doing meth is because it was giving her a boost throughout the day. She was getting everything done. And then she had to keep hiding it because, of course, now it's illegal. She's just going to go to jail. There's no way for her to seek help because there's no mechanism to make sure that she won't be judged so harshly. Because there's, Yeah, there's no way for her to get clean and keep her job almost. At all. Right? And, and there's no way for her to keep her health insurance that she needs for her son because there's no universal health insurance down there. Right? So it's, it's a cycle that makes sure that the worst come out in people. You know what I mean? Wow. I never thought of it like that, bro. Yeah. But hopefully, uh, hopefully they they expedite the hearings on these motherfuckers. I don't think that. I don't think there's gonna be because you know, like Atlanta. Do you see those like two teens that got rushed by those six cops in Atlanta? Oh no, they, bro, they just like these riot cops pull up to this car. Get the fuck out! These they don't even know what's happening. These two kids in there. Yeah, like what the fuck. They like broke the window, tased the chick. Oh fuck! They yeah. They broke the guy's arm, pulling him out of the car. 
Yeah. And I'm always like, why though? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Atlanta yeah. is like, uh, like black dominant, especially yeah. in the leadership. Yeah. They fucking made like, bro, they made pariahs. They charged all six immediately. Yeah. Just to be like, yo, America, look. When cops fuck up, they go down. Yeah. Like those guys, no matter what they yeah. did in this moment, they were gonna yeah. get charged I, right away. I think away. that's. Uh, I don't. I don't have an answer for the dismantling of the current, you know, structure that is types of police. And like, I have a whole different relationship with the police as well, being from a third world country. That a lot of our policing techniques and equipment comes from America, right? Because we. We had our political system destabilized by America back in the 60s, right? And we're still living pretty much under that, you know, that guidebook, right? So we still have like death squads and shit. Like that still totally is happening. It's What's it's a an, death squad? A death squad, uh, it was pretty big in the 90s where a political opponent, yeah, this is real, where a political opponent would speak out a little too much and then, you know, he would get a visit from a truck full of guys in black gear, and there was there was a lot of shootouts like in the early 2000s where uh, this guy who was on you know drug dealers payroll kind of like turns around or doesn't do what that drug dealer wants, yeah. and a drug dealer who is supported by someone in government who's getting direct money, he's getting support, he gets the go ahead to go and fuck this guy's house up, and so the government escort that normally is with him. They're not there today. Oh, right? some of that, some of that Epstein jail that, cell shit, that narcos right? type shit. Yeah, is what that is because we're in South America. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, A lot of a lot of that shit from Colombia has to come through us. But, what's but yeah. that Epstein <laughs> shit showed you that there's no limit to where that can happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once you start dealing with enough blackmail, enough money, enough like. High-powered people yeah. that could get dismantled. Anything is possible. Where people get desperate enough as well, too, right? You, like, not everybody forgets about this, but people are like, there's there's people in American government and British government and everywhere that are just like, I can't handle the pressure of this thing, and I will resign or commit suicide. Those two. It's things one of are, the two. Those two things are two. And there's a guy. Uh, I'm listening to an episode about him now who did both. He resigned. And, a, I hope. Yeah. And he then, suicided and then resigned because yeah. it was in his contract that <laughs> yeah. suicide would automatically yeah. default in resignation. He literally he resigned and they were still trying to subpoena him to testify. And he's like, well, not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just not, hang Not going to do that. Not going to go to jail. I'm going to I'm going to stuff a bottle of pills down my throat. And that's insane. And, and it's he's not the only one, of course. You know what I mean? Like I, I burned through all of Narcos, and that's not even the whole story. What they're showing the in the episodes about how this one guy in Mexico comes up from like to be a humble farmer, and then within like twelve years he's fixing the national election. Like that is the sort of shit that is happening. That's in South countries America. I love it. All over the world, though, that's still happening in America today. But that's the dream, baby. <laughs> that, is it, that it, it not what is, the dream it is? It kind of is, right? If you're but, not fixing elections but twelve the, years the into reason, your agriculture career, what was it all for? <laughs> the only reason that what was is it all the for? dream? The only reason that is the dream is because there's no other avenues. The other dreams are pale in comparison because the system makes sure that the only way to get out is by getting under. You know what I mean? By being underhanded, by making sure, like capitalism pushes yeah, you. Yeah, honesty is not going to take you anywhere. No, yeah. no. It's, it's only, it's morally good, but it's not actually going to get you anything. Thank God we're in Canada at least, bro. <laughs> 
I mean, I have to laugh at that, but like, yeah, we're doing. Well, we got Serb, yeah, bro. We got it pretty good in the face of this whole COVID and thing. That's what I'm. I'm saying. I really hope that they make this Serb thing an election issue for sure. This weekend, by the way, they I saw that they boarded up all the Eaton Center and everything. They're seeing a riot coming. Yeah, they're seeing protests. There was a probably going to go out this weekend. Today, there was a protest scheduled for today, and then last. Did it finish already? No, last Can I make minute. it? <laughs> just book it. Dude, I'm booking everyone's leading. Guys, I, I, I come with a... Last minute, I saw people talking about how this is not a real sanctioned BLM protest. This is rioters organizing a protest so they have a protest that they can be in to go loot and to discredit. They organize the protest. Oh, fuck. Sounds like rubber bullets galore, bro. Yeah, so now we're, <laughs> now we're talking 1984 double think type shit. It was like, you don't know who really to trust. There's double agents everywhere. It's like, I wish I could be funny about this kind of shit, but I'm just not. <laughs> well, I thought it was a regular protest. I was going to go, but I mean, I, we'll yeah. see. I still want to go. But I don't want to go into some fucking I line people, of fire yeah. at people just robbing shit. Yeah. And people I just looked, getting blasted with I rubber bullets and tear gas. I look to particular people that I know are doing that work to make sure what's real and they're close to the actual originating community and stuff like that. I pay attention to their Facebook in times like that. And this. they didn't yeah. say anything about it? They Yeah, they posted. They were like, So yeah, it's happening? No, they posted. They're like, don't go to this. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. They're like, don't go to this. Well, I'll trust your trusted people, bro. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Anyway, at the end of the day, I've already been tear gassed, bro, so I yeah. can handle it again. For yeah. real? Boot camp, you have to be oh, tear gassed. You have to go okay. through a controlled tear gas. I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, How bro. was that? Is that real fucking... Oh, uh, some people love it. Some, like, the, the fucking adrenaline junkies love it. I, bro, it right away yeah two seconds of exposure like I, I got every tear that was crazy. liquid comes out of your mouth everything you're coughing it's the worst isn't i've never like been a, tased isn't it like a war crime now though like to is, be tear gassed yeah isn't that like it's against some sort of engagement rules of war type thing or something or well, no tell all the u.s forces in the states it's happening yeah. right now i yeah. don't think so tear gas is Maybe, it's yeah. like it fucks you up it's like you know i mean it's like you're, you're done for the you're day getting like pepper sprayed yeah yeah you're done for a couple hours you're yeah. not really done for the day unless you get it real bad right? yeah 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 okay, but yo bro sense. we've done about an hour 15 man yeah i appreciate you coming on plug what you want to plug as always i'll put your tiktok all your shit your handles <laughs> that, i'm gonna put them in the description so don't worry about those yeah that's been pretty big right now uh what's some of the virtual up? shit if you the virtual uh, shit i do have a show happening next friday on the 12th i'm doing with uh it's a comedy fundraiser it's a fundraiser for food bank toronto as well 12th of june yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to be doing that. That's an all-black lineup. I'm going to be hosting, so make sure you check that. I'm going to post it on my Instagram, so make sure you check that in the bottom. And, uh, yeah, I post a video every day on my TikTok and my Instagram, so make sure you check that as well. Every day on his TikTok and his Instagram. Check that shit out. And I already plugged the whole follow thing at the <laughs> beginning, so I'm going to see how that ends up working. I'll plug it at the end. Subscribe, follow. Good. Yo, check out full videos on YouTube, all right? The, I have full videos on YouTube. I also put, like, my... My, a bunch of cumulative like TikToks on there, some stand up on there. There's a bunch of shit. Check my YouTube if you want to support me and my shit. Subscribe to my YouTube page. That's really the the home page for like you know my whole catalog of everything I do. Um, and as always, if you're out there protesting, you know, stay safe. Uh, if you see people looting, get the fuck away from them because store owners are going to start blasting. You know, people are blasting from every direction. Some people think that looting is an answer. Like, I don't know. 
You know, I, I, I don't really have the answer in this basement. I'm just saying, stay safe. Hopefully this... Probably not the best idea for you to go loot. That's all. You know, if you're here to protest, Well, I'm not, yeah, protest, I mean, either yeah. way, I don't think people are listening to this being like, a boss is going to tell us at the end if, <laughs> if looting's okay or not. Yeah. Just stay safe. Do your thing. Uh, yeah. Let's make a difference. Uh, thanks so much for checking out the immigrant section. Tell your friends about this. Let's grow this thing. As always, I appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.